0: Testing testing. Still way too loud. Can get Jamie. Can you please come get Ellie? Okay, let's try this again. You're listening to The Neurodivergent Nurse, and I'm your host Jamie. I'm a registered nurse who has ADHD. On this podcast, we will talk all things ADHD. I'm really just beginning to learn about this diagnosis and how to navigate through it. But I am so excited to take you on this messy and raw journey with me so that we can learn together. So let's get started. What is up, my neurodivergent friends? I don't know about you, but my week just seems to be flying by. We got in on Monday from our vacation to the mountains, and I had just enough time to take a quick nap, turn around, head to physics class. And then, of course, work on Tuesday, class on Wednesday. What a rush of a week. Since I started this podcast, I have had multiple people reach out to me on Instagram, via email, on other social media platforms, and say, Thank you so much for your material, your tips, your tricks. Those things have really helped me out in navigating through this world. But I will be honest. Like my intro says, the whole purpose of this is for you to come on this journey with me. The things that I learned may not work best for you and your ADHD brain, but the things that I'm trying to figure out to discover the best way for neurodivergent people, especially myself, to live and thrive in a neurotypical world it can just be pretty difficult. So I am very thankful that it is successful so far, that it's helping you while it's also helping me. And I appreciate that you are taking the advice that I'm finding and the research that I'm finding and, you're benefiting from it. That's the best part of it. I mentioned in the last episode that I am going to be recording live a podcast episode at Nurses PodCon in Nashville, Tennessee on November 20th. And that just blows my mind that this little podcast that started not even a year ago was invited to be a part of such an amazing thing with incredible podcast host and creators. I am looking forward to it more than words can even express. So if you have been a nurse for 100 years, or if you have been a nurse for five minutes, a new grad, if you're a student nurse, and even if nursing is just something that you think that you might want to do and enjoy one day, then I highly, highly encourage you to go to goodnursebadnurse.com. Check out and see if there's a ticket that you may want to get. It is limited for in-person, but we have virtual tickets available too. And for my part of the podcast, during my session, I am planning to talk about ADHD, the things that our brains need, even in the world of nursing And how that ties into travel nursing. I was a traveler for several years. I absolutely loved it. I got my hits of dopamine like you would not believe. I loved it so much. But just like anything else, whatever I do, I want to make sure that I do it the best and I reap the most benefit from it. That means I learned a lot of tips and tricks along the way as a neuro ICU travel nurse. I learned what companies to look into, I learned what companies to stay far, far, far away from. There are a lot of small ones that fell under a certain monopoly. I plan to talk all about that. I have planned to have a chat about how to go about maximizing the amount of income that you can make as a travel nurse. Things that you wouldn't think of and also a list of questions for you to ask the person who is interviewing you for the contract that you desire that's going to pique their interest and it's going to make you sound like you know what you're talking about to turn around and ask them those questions. So if travel nursing is anything that you think that you may be drawn to in the future or maybe you're doing it now and you want to know how you can do it a little bit better. Be sure that you tune in to the live episode at Nurses PodCon on November 20th. Since we're talking about the PodCon, this is how it's tying into the tips and the tricks that I've learned along the way to be better in a neurotypical world with my neurodivergent brain. I've felt for months that I've really had a good grasp on how to go through the world, and how to maximize what I could do and the things that I could overcome and work on and be a positive product, even in my home life, to pick things up or just do things differently than I used to. My to-do list didn't get out of control, nor was it ignored like it had been for the past 30 plus years, but you know, who's counting? Ever since I started focusing on this podcon, just within the last couple of weeks, my to-do list is growing exponentially and I am really struggling on keeping it all together and making the right time slots because time to me, the things that I think that I can accomplish is never, it never fits into that time slot. So I think that I'm just going to have to go back and listen to a couple episodes of uh, my past podcast and take my own advice that I may have forgotten along the way, which is always a great idea if you feel yourself slipping and struggling a little bit as well. Because recently I have been trying to get more sponsors, trying to get people to make merch, to do all of those fun things, and of course, put out this great podcast for you because you're the one that's important in all of this another fun thing about the podcast which I always loved when I would go see my favorite comedians or actors in person people like that was the meet and greet I would pay extra money for tickets so that I could just say a quick hello get a photo op and then move along and of course have it sitting out on my table I'll be sure for the Patreons to show you exactly what picture I'm talking about. It's one of my favorites. But here at this PodCon, you're actually going to have the opportunity to meet and greet your favorite host if you are there for the live conference. And while we're talking about the conference, I'm going to talk to you about the sponsors that we have for it. Have you guys tried the ECHO stethoscope? ECHO is amazing. It brings together advanced stethoscopes, patient and provider software, and AI-powered analysis, which elevates the way we detect and monitor cardiovascular disease. Through this unified platform, their mission is to help clinicians drive the next evolution in cardiac care. And if you order, then you get $50 off with the promo code NURSESPODCON. CBDSTAT offers wellness on the go. Let's face it, life can be unpredictable. Aches and pains can appear at the most inopportune times, interrupting our daily routines. CBD STAT products are designed to give you convenient, powerful wellness and ease to help you face these challenges head on and keep you moving whenever and wherever you need it. If you work in healthcare, then you know how important it is to have PPE this day and age. And I don't know about you, but the last two years... The goggles that I have to wear are driving me bonkers. They fog up all the time with the N95 when I go in to see patients. I have just the thing for you. Stoggles. Stoggles are safety goggles where fashion meets PPE. They're built with anti-fog and blue light blocking lenses. They can handle any setting and in style. So go check them out. If you are looking into getting a degree in healthcare, care, then you need to look into Samuel Merritt College. It is transforming health care. It's transforming communities. It delivers a high-quality health sciences education with a focus on compassion and community engagement. Their students become skilled and caring professionals, motivated to improve health outcomes, and increase access to care. I'm going to take a moment and be completely transparent with you. This meet and greet makes me so nervous. I'm not nervous to meet other people, but I'm nervous that there's not going to really be people who want to come up and talk to me at the meet and greet. I'm just going to be the little wallflower and just that awkward person because that is who I am by nature. I told you that on last week's podcast. As I continue to think more and more about this, I I kind of cracked myself up at the realization that the neurodivergent nurse, clearly people who are neurodivergent appreciate listening to this, which means they are likely, you guys, yeah, I'm talking about you, are likely just as awkward and just as nervous as I am in certain situations. And as my mind continued to wander, I started thinking outside of meet and greets, but conversations with people and how difficult and even painful it is to have Very surface conversations that don't go anywhere because we're just, or me, is just not good at it, period. And that is going to lead us into today's episode. We're going to talk about how we can do small talk and we can do it well and not just be that awkward wallflower standing there. Dr. Ed Hallowell wrote a really great piece about the issues that we with ADHD have with small talk. And he talks about how he hears people say all the time, himself included, that he just hates making small talk. Most people complain about it, especially the people who have ADHD. But he calls it vast or variable attention stimulus trait. We just want to jump right into something meaty and exciting. Those of us who have vast crave stimulation and we hate boredom. We hate it so much. And we also can't stand the tedium of making small talk. The conversational foreplay, if you will, that's required before the meaty stuff ever gets to come up. This is because it would be jarring at a party to say right off the bat, What's the meaning of life? Don't you think capital punishment should be abolished? Or, I really hate parties, don't you? You need to feel your way along to make that kind of alliance with the person that you're talking to before you bring up difficult, albeit more interesting, topics. And this is the reason why we have weather, professional sports, sports, recipes, recent movies to talk about. That's exactly why we have small talk, period. It helps us create an alliance, a comfort zone, a place in which a conversation can just move naturally into deeper waters. So even though you hate making it, small talk is in fact very big talk. It lubricates the conversation so that it can proceed smoothly without making anyone feel uncomfortable. So yeah, hooray for small talk. Anyone can make it. You just have to be patient, talk about some old faithfuls. And then once you have a feel for the other person or the group, then you can bring up more juicy, even controversial big topics. But it's a small talk that got you to the big talk safe and doesn't turn them away. Now, how do we go from small talk to big talk? Or how do we even get someone engaged initially in small talk? I mean, you want to be friendly, but small talk always feels just so awkward, doesn't it? So awkward. I'm going to help you learn how to keep the conversation flowing by asking getting to know you questions and learning to follow, not always lead in talks. Because, you know, we can be a babbling brook especially if we get on a subject that we really like a lot. And as I've established, small talk can be a really big problem, especially for adults with ADHD. If you're anything like me, then you want to be friendly and you want to be polite, but sometimes you just can't think of a single thing to say. Does that sound like you? Do you have the same problem with easy conversation starters? Just in case you do, I am going to give you some strategies to try when my mind goes blank. The first one, comment on a topic that is common to both you and the person that you are trying to talk to at the moment. If you're at a party, you could talk about the food, the room that was rented out. You can talk about the occasion in general. Heck, you can even talk about the weather. Yeah, I know, talking about the weather is a cliche, but it works. Good questions to ask in these situations, Hey, how do you know, Jessica? That's the host. Or what brings you here? What brings you to this event? And a tip, always keep it on the positive side. Unless you can be hilariously funny, the first time you come in contact with a person isn't a good time to complain. I know it pushes me away real fast. Okay, the second one. Comment on a topic of general interest. Some people, believe it or not, They will scan Google News before they go off anywhere that they think they're going to potentially need small talk. So he can say, hey, did you hear the latest with Jeff Bezos or whatever it is for that day? Number three, ask a question that people can answer however they want. My favorite question is, so what's keeping you busy these days? It's useful because it allows people to choose their focus, whether they want to talk about work, volunteering, family, their hobbies. The busy question is preferable to the ones that I always seem to ask and is a go-to for a whole lot of people. Like, what do you do? Or, what are you working on these days? This is an especially useful dodge if you know what the person does for a living, but you can't remember. Another tip for small talk, ask open-ended questions that cannot be answered with a single word. We learned about this in nursing school. That was one of the things that we really had to focus on when talking to patients and asking them questions. Okay, the next one, ask a follow-up question. For example, if you ask, where are you from? An interesting follow-up question might be, what would your life be like if you still lived there? Now let's start ask getting to know you questions. Which newspapers and magazines do you subscribe to? Which websites do you visit regularly? These types of questions are often hidden gems to reveal a hidden passion, which could make for a great conversation. The next one, react to what a person says in the spirit in which that comment was offered. If someone makes a joke, even if it's not very funny, try to laugh. If she offers some surprising information, like, did you know that the Harry Potter series has sold over 450 million copies? React with, surprise! Follow someone's conversational lead. If someone obviously drops a reference to a subject, pick up that thread. To be honest, I often want to thwart people in their conversational desires. Not really sure why, but there are certain topics that just I can't follow along. And while I should be very thankful that I'm getting to know someone better, I'm just not good at it. Someone wants to start talking about a war or something to do with business that I have no idea what they're talking about, I, I would just rather throw away the conversation. But don't do it. Don't give in. And the last one is kind of along the same lines. Don't talk about your favorite topic because you're going to be tempted to talk too much. Talk this is a strategy that many of us often fail to follow. But we should. Me, for instance, I'll get preoccupied with a topic and want to talk about it All the time with everyone I meet, especially if there are people coming to Orient in the rapid response team. They start asking about what I did. Why did I choose neuro ICU? And I could talk for hours about the brain. I literally bring up brain scans and I show them on CTs the difference between hemorrhagic and and infarct. And I tell them 85% of all strokes are infarct, whereas I could just go on and on and on. But you know what? they are probably looking for a way out. So just be careful when having conversations, when people that you're meeting, you don't have to talk about what you love all the time, but I do know you have a lot to say. I hope today's episode helped you with a couple takeaways that the next time you find yourself in a situation where you really need to make small talk that you don't feel as awkward and you have a couple tricks up your sleeve to have and carry on a great conversation with other people that might otherwise be pretty painful for you. And y'all, if you like this show, please consider joining the NeuroDivergent Nurse Patreon. It shows how much you care and it helps to continue to bring ways to manage being neurodivergent in a neurotypical world plus you get bonus episodes printable sheets for packing journals ship reports all geared to your brain and handwritten cards from me from time to time as a thank you and please while you're at it rate and review the more reviews the more attention and more likely other neurodivergent people will find this show to help them navigate through this world as well and since it's been a minute Let's end this show with a joke. Did you know you can actually listen to the blood in your veins? You just have to listen varicosely. Have a great week, and I can't wait to talk to you again.